guys welcome back to the clemson podcast it is week two of college football season and um this is your host nick i'm here joined tonight by cody how you doing cody i'm great let's talk about some college football odds over unders point spreads yeah for sure so this is kind of our preliminary show of the year where we're just gonna talk about some upcoming games on this weekend and uh take a look at some picks that we have against the spread so uh, new format for us we'd love to get your guys feedback but uh, without further ado, let's jump into these games. Uh, we're going to start out with South Carolina, Georgia here for a couple minutes. Um, Cody, what are we looking at in this game? Okay, so Vegas has it as a 10.5 point spread. Obviously, Georgia's favored here with an over-under of 56. Um, that's And that that is, of course, in Williams-Brice, the electric, um, just crazy ruckus crowd in Columbia, South Carolina. How do you see this game playing out, Tully? Yeah, so that's what that's like a score, you know, like low 30s to mid 20s uh, overall, or maybe a little lower than that. And um, I mean, I think my question is, is South Carolina going to be able to move the ball consistently and put up that many points into the mid to upper 20s? Um, I think a hallmark of Will Muschamp teams is they do a good job as an underdog because they slow it down and they limit the number of play calls, drives, et cetera, happening. Um with reverse pace, you can kind of call it that. So um, I think that might be a little much to ask of their offense, especially we all have, we, we all kind of feel Jake Bentley's hit his development ceiling and peak. You may not feel that, but it's kind of the Clemson fan narrative at this point. So um, I don't know about a 10 and a half point spread for Georgia though. I feel like maybe they're still shaking off some rust. Last week, so let's temper what they did in the game. But those are kind of my thoughts. I don't know if I have a pick just yet, but where are you at? Okay, so the whole offseason, everyone has been hyping South Carolina. They're like the sleeper team. So if everyone hypes you over a, a long stretch, you no longer become the sleeper team by definition. So I think it's going to get to them, the pressure. I think the home crowd is going to get to them. They know this is probably the biggest game of the year. They know about Georgia's recruiting and they're how they've ascended. So I, I think the pressure gets to them. I think Georgia's defense is is it may not be as good as last year, but I think it's I think it's going to be a top five ish defense. And I think their running game is just too good. Um, I think they're going to eat up a lot of clock, run it down South Carolina's throats. Even if they don't, even if they're just one dimensional, that will be sufficient. I think to keep the ball moving. Um, so I I see this as Georgia all the way. Um, mm-hmm. silencing the crowd early with just ground and pound. I got 31-10. They cover the spread. Um, but I like the under. I do not like – 56 seems like a lot of points. That's – like you said, that would that'd break out to be like 33 to 23 score based off the point spread. So you're, you're picking a three-touchdown Georgia win. I mean, I, I certainly think Georgia wins this game. I think Gamecock fans feel like this is their upset opportunity and they're going to win the East and go to the playoff. But uh, I'm not seeing that, and I'm not seeing a win for them. I, you know, I might – I might go. I'm not going to pick the exact score, but I'll take I'll take Georgia. I guess I'll, I'll take Georgia um, on the road. Maybe I'm thinking of maybe a, a 13, 14 point win at this point. 
All right. Uh, <laughs> any other comments on the the Georgia game? No, just that it, it, you and I are not the uh, the homers on the podcast. That would be Ben. So the fact that we're picking against South Carolina, it's, it's complete it's objectivity. Place of yeah, exactly. Just we don't we don't bat with our emotions. We bat with our brains, usually. Um, who's next? Well, who's next? I think we should go with a uh, another kind of. Um, I guess you could call Georgia South Carolina a rivalry. Uh, let's go with Pitt Penn State. Um, where are we at on the spread in that one? Okay, nine and a half. Uh, of course, Penn State's favored, um, and that's a it's a fifty six uh, fifty six and a half over under. That's not a lot of points. I can't I can't remember the exact total last year, but I think it was something close to like eighty or ninety. Um, Bill Connolly is a similar point spread at at nine, but he has seventy five points as the uh, as the total total score. So that's a huge. That's a, a nineteen point difference there so i i that was the first thing that stood out to me when i saw the line was wow yeah. that's i think they're going to score a lot more what, what are your thoughts i mean i gotta i gotta probably give it up to bill i know a lot of his projection a lot of his um you know prognostication at this point is based on preseason projections and not actually what we've seen but it could be that the app state performance last week maybe exposed a little bit about penn state's defense and I've, I've heard that there's a lot of optimism around Pittsburgh's offense this year. So um, I'd be inclined to bang the over in this one. Um, as far as the spread goes, this one's at Pitt. Um, two years ago, Pitt won this game. Um, and then last year, Penn State got revenge. It's interesting they, they play for a third time. But, um, you know, I, th there's always the question here, and maybe you're going to lead into this, of Penn State played close last week with App State. Now they go on the road. Um, are we going to get that kind of sleepwalk performance? Or are they going to wake up and punish their in-state rival? I'd probably be more inclined to trust them to wake up and use that. Coaches use that all week as a wake-up call. Um, so I, I feel like if it is a high-scoring game on both sides, um, maybe be inclined to take Penn State. I, I felt the same. I thought people become prisoners of the moment. They think, oh, well, you know, they almost lost to App State. They're probably due for a letdown, but I think the opposite. Um, I'm going to go with the, it probably helped settle their nerves a little bit. So they'll come into this game, like realizing they, they got away by, you know, just the, the thinnest of margins. Um, no, no more pressure against their in-state rival that beat them just two years ago. So I say it's Penn state. They cover the spread. I feel pretty good about both on these uh, covering the spread and as well as uh, over on the point total points. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, I think it's really worth noting when there's that big of a delta on an, on like a projection versus the spread or versus the total. Um, really interesting to kind of take a look at that. And I'm, I think I'm buying it in terms of the, the over 56. If, if Bill and his math is picking into the mid seventies, um, that feels pretty good. So and let me clarify too. I don't, I don't necessarily think this is going to be like immaculate or, or just highly precise offense by any stretch. I think it's going to be a little bit of that and a little bit of just, incompetent defense a lot of missed tackles in the open field that one of those like big 12 type of games gotcha uh what well, i guess before betting the overs you know always want to look at things like the weather um you know could that could that come into play there uh i don't really know exactly what's happening i know texas is going to be underwater all weekend um uh, so good luck to people going out to the game but um i guess with that cody that kind of wraps up the game in pennsylvania um, where should we go next? 
Okay, I'm gonna. Uh, we were just gonna go straight to Clemson and leave it at that, but we're gonna do a, a bonus game because people need to make their money listening to our picks or lose it, whichever happens. So USC Stanford, I should say Stanford at uh, USC. Um, this this point spread is five and a half. Uh, Stanford is favored. Uh, the over under at fifty six. And um, and and Bill Connolly, this is you know given that it's a, a relatively tight point spread he's got an eight uh eight point margin of victory for stanford uh you know that's a you know significant delta uh, all things considered uh, i think stanford got off to a slow start last week bryce love is a legitimate heisman contender usc's breaking in the young freshman quarterback i like i i i tend to agree with Connolly here and I, I don't mean to just adhere to everything he says or, or puts out but i i really feel I feel like that's going to be how it shakes out more like a 10 point margin of victory for Stanford. Yeah. I watched part of that game last Friday, just in, I was still in the glow of college football games being on, especially in prime time. And um, San Diego state looked really strong. They beat Stanford a year ago. USC beat Stanford a year ago, twice, you know, in the regular season and then in the PAC 12 championship game. Um, I want to say that that was played a lot closer. And obviously they had Sam Darnold, and just the teams are are very different. USC still has a really strong running game. Um, so I don't know, like, on the one hand, Stanford had a slow start last week. You would have hoped they would come into that. San Diego State upset their season last year. They would have come out and beat them like a drum, and they did not. So does that kind of give me pause to this entire Stanford team? They also are breaking in um, a kind of a green quarterback on their side. So I'm going USC. I'm, we're going opposite here. Are you USC, saying they cover? I'm saying they cover of a five and a half. Um, I'm not picking them to win. I think Stanford will pull it out and win it, but I think USC keeps it uh, well under a touchdown. I, I don't want to. Fair enough. Uh, and it, it is at home. I don't want to touch the the over under. I just don't. I could go either way. Um, but common sense tells me if I were going to bet, I mean, it, it seems more likely there would be more points than less points in this one. But. I don't know. It, it's just been an ugly uh, opening week of football. So we'll see if that trend continues. looks like this one's at Stanford. So there's, that'll play in a little bit. Okay, uh, I was wrong on that. That's my bad. No worries. Um, all right. So I'm taking USC plus five and a half. I'm taking Georgia um, where we had them. And then Penn State minus nine and a half. I think they, they, they win by two scores um, on that end. So that takes us to Saturday night's uh, death battle down in College Station. Number two, Clemson heads to Texas A&M. Currently, Clemson's a 12.5-point favorite. Uh, that game has a 54-point total. Um, right off the bat, Cody, let's talk about that total. 54 points. Basically, we're talking with a 12.5-point spread. Um, I think you're basically talking, what, like a... Um, 21 to 33 game pretty much there you go uh give or take you know obviously give or take a half point in there and number one do you think AM can put up 21 points i do i do i, I and not just because uh not not maybe all to our defense maybe the byproduct of a little field position or uh yeah turnover on our side yeah actually um okay so 21 points um I do not. I think um, I could see this being a little bit like the Auburn game last year where, and 
weather could be a factor, but I think weather actually benefits Clemson just based on our trench, our, our trench advantage. At least I perceive us to have one and um, probably more of a solid, consistent running game continuity wise year over year. Um, so I think our defense is going offense 14 point win. Tully, and, say what you just said over again because it you sounds like you broke up. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I was basically saying I think our defense can hold AM well under 21. And then the question is can Clemson put up the points to cover 13 to 14? And I think we can. I think we will. Um, a sloppy game in the weather uh, bodes well for our running game. And I think we get the job done on the road and cover the spread. Well, okay. I'm going to go, even though I said, I think they could score 21 ish. I, I don't think they will. I'm kind of like you, I think overall the game is sloppy, not just because of the weather, um, because we don't even know who is going to get the most reps at quarterback in this game. Uh, and, and I don't think Texas A&M knows that either. They, they assume it'll be Mon, but it could also be, uh, is it Starkle? Um, the backup quarterback, I, I'm going to say it's, it's an ugly, it's an ugly game. The first quarter, I'm predicting just a lot of offenses settling in while defenses dominate. Um, so I'm going 24-13. Clemson does not cover the spread. It's a little bit, let's say, reminiscent of the Auburn game at home last year. A little bit, a few more, a few more points. Yeah, totally. I think I made that made that point somewhere in my rant. Um, might not have, might not have gotten through, but um, yeah, it could be like the Auburn game, just kind of settling in. Um, this one will be. We'll have a little bit more weather associated with it, but I think that's good observation. Um, I think 54 still might be a little bit rich, um, and I think you you pegged that with your pick too. So, yeah, I'm I'm thinking Clemson's a little closer to 30, and AM's more in like the 10 range. Uh, 10 points, 13 points max is really my feeling on this one. Yeah, like I I don't feel either one way uh, strongly one way that much on the on the point spread. I I do feel pretty strongly on the under. So if, like you said, you you can only bet one of the, one of the two. Of course, it would it would be the under, and I would feel I feel pretty good. I think fifty seems like a, a pretty sizable number given the weather and given yeah. quarterback situations and, and great defenses. At least one one great defense and one really good defense. Right. And that's the thing, like AM's defense, as we we don't have a whole lot to go on from Northwestern State, but they did show under Mike Elko, new coordinator, um, a lot of capability there. And they've got athletes, um, not just who Jimbo brought in as a brand new coach, obviously, but um who Kevin Sumlin had on the roster. I think Elko is gonna get a lot out of them this year. So uh Clemson may may be feeling that a bit this weekend, and we might see a, a tighter game. Um, but I think, let me ask you, like, is there any chance of a 45 point Clemson showing in this? I think so. Uh, it, it's, it would be one of those, I think we'd have to hit them in the face, uh, just punch them right in the mouth from the, right away. Yeah. And just break their spirit, basically shut the crowd up, break the defensive spirit. And then it's the ETN show, right? Yeah. And, and Bryant breaks away with a, with a, you know, an option run and he takes off and, yeah, it, I could see that it would be, but it, it seems most likely the game will be it will be a, a game until Clemson will have to break a sweat in this one, um, and it will be a game until the third, maybe even the fourth quarter. Nice. Well, certainly looking forward to this one. Um, 
I guess just across the board, we don't have to talk about more more spreads or anything else, but are there any games that other than ones we covered that you're going to be watching closely? Not games, but teams, Ohio State and Rutgers is a, that's a matchup that we both have have skimmed over. Um Really, that's the big one. Uh, Oklahoma, I want to watch Oklahoma. I've heard their offense through and through, even their defense has, has looked improved. Um, but maybe before I go there, like maybe Ohio State. Um, what, what's your thoughts on, on their matchup with Rutgers? Yeah, I just by virtue of kind of Twitter, like, you know, osmosis gathering intel about that team in that game. It looks like, so first of all, Ohio State's got an amazing passing attack this year. And Looks like Rutgers has three secondary defenders out for this game. So it was still going to be a bloodbath anyway. But I think that with that effect, you're just going to see Ohio State airing it out all day. Um, they put up 77 last week on Oregon State at home. They got Rutgers coming in this week. I don't know where Rutgers is in terms of their rebounding defensively, but losing secondary players is not going to get the job done, I don't think. So I, I just, I mean, I, I could see Haskins being a potential legit Heisman contender if he keeps up his prolific showings. Um, so worst case, let's, let's watch a fun Heisman candidate um, if, if timing of that game works out for us. I think so. I'm going to take the over Ohio State. Dwayne Haskins is better than JT Barrett. He might be a Heisman winner. He heard he's really good. Um, I'm going to pay attention to that one. Um, I'm, I'm kind of kind of relegated to look at my phone here. Um, but yeah, that's all I got. I think we're, we're probably at the 10, 12 minute mark. I'm guessing, right. We're trying to yeah, keep these short for, for people that are just tuning in for the, yeah, we can, we can cut it there. Um, well, well, I guess we'll be back, uh, before the Georgia Southern game to preview week three. Um, Clemson's matchup will be a little bit less exciting than this weekend's. Uh, but the rest of college football should pick back up kind of a down week, but there still will be some interesting games on throughout the day. So, um, We'll catch up with everybody on our next podcast, recapping the Texas A&M game early on next week. That's bye for me, Cody. Anything else? No, look look forward to recapping the game, and I really hope uh, really hope we win and put up some points because I don't want to have to talk about you know a loss or a, like an ugly an ugly game where we go in conservative mode or something like that. Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. I think it's going to be you know, coaching decision around the quarterbacks, like worst case scenario, they can get cute with how they roll the roster out there. Um, and with the play calling, you know, mix some things up, have Trevor Lawrence in a zone read um, where he just gets annihilated. But I think more so maybe there'll be a conservative game plan, but it'll be in the favor of taking advantage of what we're able to get from the defense and make the right adjustments. So I, I feel pretty confident in this one. And, I'm going to put my faith also in just in Brent Venables in this defense. I like it. Great. Well, uh, thank you everyone for tuning into this one short and sweet. And uh, as always go Tigers. <laughs>